This is Laura Evans in Santa Fe, New Mexico, interviewing Erica Lord, also in Santa Fe, on September 9th, 2020, for the Smithsonian Institution Archives of American Art Pandemic Project. Hi, Erica, how are you doing today? Hi, doing all right. <laughs> Do well today. Okay. Could you tell me about how these past few months and weeks have been for you? They've been, um, I think across the board, but they've, they've, been, they've been tough. Um, I think one of the biggest things that has been challenging is being alone. I live alone. And so I, other than Zoom conferences or talks, I really don't see people <laughs> um, or, you know, I have like a friend that I'll walk with. <laughs> or my landlord but other than that I don't really see a lot of people in person and, and just um, talking to people over Zoom is important but it, nothing is quite the same as seeing people in person and so that's I, mean, I think I'm a pretty social pers person um, like people so it's been hard to be without that and been lonely yeah did the, has the um, COVID impacted your, your artistic making? Yes, I think in some ways directly and in a lot, in a lot of ways indirectly. That, um, I think the biggest thing that is that, you know, the, um, one of the c categories that's at a higher risk, my immune system is stressed because I deal with a lot of, pain as I'm still recovering from a serious accident. Um, and so all of the surgeries and all of the treatments and things that I was scheduled to have um, done over the past six months all got postponed or delayed or canceled. And because that affects my health and my ability to sit and do anything of endurance for any period of time, doing art, which requires a lot of focus and endurance all the time, has been really difficult. Um, so I think indirectly, that's the biggest way that it affects me. And, and I have to be careful about going out in the community because of, because of the additional risks that I'm dealing with. And then directly, like, uh, a lot of my time has been spent, I've kind of shifted focus with a lot of my work that I, most of my creative energy has been getting put into sewing and making masks that I've been making a lot for my students and their families, for my friends and, uh, and different people on the community. And so I'm glad that I'm able to do that, that I have the skills to sew and do that. But it means that I haven't been, at first I thought I was going to get a lot of work done during this period. <laughs> and then the reality is that I, I feel like I'm still trying to find my footing and, and balance during this time to, to find a flow. If, if it weren't for COVID, what would you be working on, do you think? I think um, Did you have something planned? Yes, I had, I had planned to do these. Um, I was continuing with this DNA beaded series um, with these burden straps, these DNA belts and dog tuppy <laughs> that I was making. Um, 
but those looms are too large to really bring home. And so they're at my studio and, but I haven't had, it's, our studio has been kind of not closed, but we've been asked to um, not come in unless it's really important. And so my, the amount of time that I've been down there is, um, is dramatically reduced. And so like those bigger projects that I thought I was going to be working on throughout the summer have all gotten kind of postponed and delayed. This is just, they're not, not something that I can bring home. I live in a small, very small studio apartment. And so it's not, I can't really do a lot of work here. <laughs> so you mentioned having students as, has there been an impact there? I imagine there has been. Yes, that, um, so I teach, I forgot. <laughs> I, I teach at the Institute of American Indian Arts. And um, even though I'm a part-time teacher, I was also um, helping to develop some of the first MFA classes for our MFA studio arts program that we should launch next year, hopefully. Um, but usually the summer allows teachers, you know, a little bit of a break to kind of refresh and rest for a second but this summer has been just it's felt like non-stop work like we never got a spring break we it hasn't felt like much of a summer break at all because we're either planning or trying to figure out creative ways to teach especially teach art over an online you know format and so I feel like a lot of energy has been put into that and still scrambling like, you know, the rules or what's happening with the students changes all the time, which forces us to adapt and shift our, our teaching methods and, and what we're teaching or how we're teaching it. So I feel like a lot of that energy, like I would have been more prepared for the semester when it started, but my classes kept getting, kept changing. And then you know, the challenges that we're dealing with with students, especially our students, a lot of them still being back on the res where there's, you know, limited or non-existent internet and cell service, and, but they still want to learn and have access to us. So it's, it's been, it's been hard. I've <laughs> learned to become very adaptable. I'm, I'm glad that I know, I feel like I'm more tech savvy or feel more comfortable with an online format and with tech stuff than some of the other teachers, but it's still, um, so we've been helping each other a lot. Like, and that's been really nice, but it's, it's a lot of, a lot of work. Um, are there some things that you think haven't been captured by standard accounts of our current crises? Um, I'm thinking both about COVID and the um, racial, unrest, the, the conflict over public monuments, all those things together. Yeah. Um, one thing like when, especially with my um, freshmen or younger students, like one thing that I repeat over and over is like, you know, I like, I really like art history as a means of looking back, looking back because history tells us dates and events and like archeology, span Friends, objects or sociology talks about belief systems, anthropology talks about people, but art history kind of brings those all together. Like, and one of the ways that I would test this with them was like, like you guys are all too young to know 
to have lived through the Vietnam War, but you all know that, like, what did people think about it? You know, like, how did they feel about the Vietnam War? And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't popular. And I was like, how do we know that? And kind of always like has they had this like aha situation like it's because of the art art and music and poetry like it's creative expression that helps us to understand like how people were actually feeling or thinking reacting to things at that time and so like even though there's all these i mean there's so much happening in the news right now like you're saying between the racial tension and the protests and like covid and all these things and i don't think it's any um, coincidence that they're all kind of erupting together but it's I think when we look back on this it'll be all the more important to look back at the art artistic or creative expression that came out during this time because it's one of the we're being forced to slow down which is really great like and and contemplate these things and think about this stuff um I feel like I it seems like a lot of other artists that I'm talk talk to are also dealing with the same kind of challenges where we're not as create we're not as productive as we first thought we were going to be we're not getting as much done as we wanted to or thought we were. but I think eventually a lot will come of this time and I think that's going to be really important to look back on there's there's just so much happening and and artists and creatives in general have always been the ones that kind of help us to understand the thoughts and feelings, I, I think. So that would be that answer. Yeah. Is that <laughs> what, um, what memories or lessons feel the most urgent for you in this moment? I think the saying being forced to slow down and connect with people again um people that i you know at first you know would always like push off calling or doing something like this is the first time in a long time that i've ta actually talked to people over the phone that i haven't talked to in a long time like that that's that those memories and those moments and like feeling like it's okay to randomly reach out to people and say like, hey, I care, I care about you, how are you doing? Um, has been really important and just, yeah, slowing down and kind of thinking about what's most important and learning how to help each other and finding that, that community and finding resilience in that community, I think is gonna be, um, has been what's been urgent, it's what's gotten me through all of this, like, reconnecting and finding people and finding community despite being able to see people. Um, I think that's been, that's been really important. <laughs> I don't have a family here to connect with, but like, it's been nice to talk to other people that, yeah, they're spending time at home with their kids or with their parents or something like that. And for all of us to be doing that at the same time, like is, is really, no, I really hope a lot comes from that. I hope we remember this or carry that forward after this. Are there, um, are there ways that you see it affecting uh, family uh, at home in Alaska or in Michigan um, that are different from what you see here in Santa Fe? 
I know that um, I they've been really strict. I'm glad that Alaska in particular has been really strict about um, their quarantine and stuff that they're not allowing people to, uh, if people fly into Alaska, they're not being allowed to fly within Alaska unless they've quarantined for two weeks because that's one of the scary things about the villages is like we don't have hospitals or doctors or even nurses in a lot of them. So if someone gets seriously ill, they have to fly into Fairbanks or Anchorage. So we, they have to do everything they can to prevent that from that virus from getting into the villages. And so like that kind of, um, cause at first I was thinking about going home, um, and then found out I wouldn't really be able to, or, or it would be really hard to, um, and having to let go of that was really, was hard, but I'm glad that they're taking those extra precautions up there because we saw in the Navajo Nation how it just, everyone is in such close quarters and they're family oriented and so the virus can spread so quickly. So um, Michigan has been, Upper Michigan has been pretty, um, they've had pretty low numbers still. And so I've been seeing, I mean, I guess my mom just hangs out at home gardening too <laughs> for a lot of this. Like, they said they just want to take down the Mackinac Bridge between Upper and Lower Michigan because between the hot spot and one of the coldest spots. So, but um, yeah, other than that, I haven't seen much much difference. But you know, I know it's impacted a, lo a lot of people in Alaska, if not directly, like the economy and the jobs and stuff have affected. Like, the suicide rate is really high right now, and that that's really. Tough. It's always pretty high up there, but this is triggering a lot of people. Um, it's been kind of hard. Yeah. Where do you see your your artistic work going in the in the future, as as things I don't know either get better or worse or stay the same? Um, I think like I think it'll take some time for us to feel comfortable enough to start really connecting with people again. Like I'm, I'm so eager to see people, but I know I can't. And so like, even as things start to open back up, I think, I think people will be slow to return to normal. I know I will, but I want to. Um, so the, um, what was it again? <laughs> how, how will it change? I was asking about, about your artwork. Um, the the project that you were working on before the pandemic started the yeah. burden strap yeah I'm wondering is do you feel that work will still be relevant do you anticipate it changing I've well I am definitely um I had started on a research to start doing a COVID one because that's one of the type of diseases that you would use the the DNA or RNA test that I use to code the patterns um there, there's something, they have to be a type of disease or virus in this case, and COVID fits one of those. So that's one of the, yeah, like I had a list of things that I was going to work on and COVID's getting pushed kind of to the top because I want to work on that. And Can you explain what the burden strap is and the, the DNA and what, what is that? Yeah. So I, um, I, I look at, I like taking traditional objects and 
applying them to like a more contemporary experience. Um, should I put the image on the screen? Sure. Yeah. And let me pull this up. Um, so here's one. Sorry, it just took me a second to get the image ready. Um, and Share screen and go to photos. Okay, so this is um, just a rough shot of my most the last one I completed. Um, you can see an example of the test, what these DNA or RNA tests look like on the bottom, and then how I translate them into beads above. Um, that's me working on one. Um, and set, match the patterns. Um, and I've worked on a couple different form, oops, <laughs> formats. Um, like this is one of the Okay, so this is what one of these burden straps look like. And I like taking traditional objects and applying them to a contemporary thing. So these are drawn from traditional baby belts or burden straps, um, which were these you know, you would, if you needed to carry a bundle of sticks or a jug of water or something carried on your back and the strap would go underneath the baby or the burden and then wrap here. And so I was trying to think of like, well, what, what's a contemporary burden that like, cause I don't carry bundles of sticks or babies around. <laughs> so like, I thought, you know, well, di diabetes is the first thing that popped in my head. And so I was like, well, I'll create a diabetes burden strap and I had a friend that was a microbiologist who first showed me these tests and he was like, here, I don't know you, what you would do with them, but I had a feeling you'd like them because they're colorful. <laughs> yes. So I started looking at diseases that affect native populations disproportionately. So diabetes, um, certain cancers, a lot of, um, like did a, uh, the, uh, tuberculosis and COVID like, at the beginning of the pandemic, like in April, March and April, I think we're like, what, two or three percent of the population here in New Mexico, very small, like, but we took up 58% of the COVID cases. And so that, those kind of crazy disproportionate numbers, I think that that work is still really relevant, if not more relevant now, that kind of just shows the sort of, um, socioeconomic and racist like alignment of these diseases that health care and treatment is is affected by these socioeconomic reasons which are often tied to race and we are you know natives have always been really high it's why we're number one on almost every disease and virus and so i want to um so like one of the projects like most of them have been burden straps like this. Um, so COVID will be a burden strap. And then things like the dog tuppy or dog blanket was, um, is the, uh, was it, um, I'm blinking on the serum, diphtheria, <laughs> because uh, diphtheria was the, the disease that um, the Iditarod commemorates the sled dog, run from my village Ninana to Nome where they brought the 
diphtheria serum by dog sled to save the village. And so that's why that one is being um, beaded into a dog blanket form instead. So like, I'm really excited to get back to those. I feel like at least this is giving me a lot of time home to do the research part of things, but I'm just like, so once we're able to go back to the studio regularly, I feel like, I hope that I'll have like this explosion of creating things because um, just be happy to be back there. <laughs> and I think it'll be, I mean, other artists are also coming slowly back into the studio. So that will, like, the collaborative aspect of some of these projects will have to wait on them too, but I'm excited to finally make, make things again. Thank you so much, Erica Lord, for sharing your experiences during this difficult time. Yeah, thank you. I'm really glad, really glad and curious to see how everyone else is doing too. So, All right. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>